0: So, the previous time we were talking about the uh, previous Agoymah. And we saw that, uh, we discussed the four categories of uh, situations where Chazal and has to make Agoymah. One was a person who crosses the sea, a person who crosses the Midbar, a person who was unwell and recovered, a person who was in captivity and was free. And now we saw last time that we get, like examples of each one. And the principle was that a person only makes a goma when, so to speak, they're now been saved from the situation. And therefore, in the case of a person who's crossing the sea, one doesn't stop at every point of call along the way when one makes a goma. It's all part of the same journey. Only when a person finishes the entire journey, one makes a gomel. When a person's unwell, so one doesn't make a goma on each stage of the treatments, it's only when a person's recovered completely that they can make the a goma. Now, what I want to talk about now is other cases which also are mekhayif to mekhadamu which aren't in those four categories. In other words, when else do we say somebody was saved from a potentially dangerous situation? And in this case like that, then he's mekhayif to, to mekhadamu. So the Shukh al says, Hani ar-balabdaf was not after these four categories. There are other cases of people who also experienced an ace they were saved from a situation of danger. And they have to make a go For example, like Shulchan Aruch gives three examples, a person who was uh, gored by an ox and uh, was survived, a person that a building or a wall fell on them and they didn't get crushed, or a person who met, uh, so to speak, face to face, shaded him. Uh, people who wanted to, who were armed, him, who basically threatened his life and he managed to get saved. So the Shulchan Aruch gives the opinion that those cases are also a person was also in a life-threatening situation, and therefore, if you're safe, he brings a second opinion also, and that is that even though a person should be grateful that he was saved, but Lemaite said that's not considered, that's not considered a to make the bracha because it, wasn't, it doesn't fit into one of the four categories that Chazal made the bracha for. And therefore, even though the Meshachnav brings two opinions, the achronim, including the Mishnabura, as well as a number of other achronim, the Bach and the the they all Paschkins that we hold that a person should make a Hagomel in a case where a person was in a life threatening situation. And therefore, the cases of Sheikh Anarakh will for sure be life threatening situations. A person that was attacked by a wild animal which had the potential to kill and he was saved, a person or a building or a wall, whatever was fell on them, and sending in a category. say so today, someone who got run over by a car, a person who was his life was risked by a terrorist or by an armed uh, robber, whatever it would be, they would make a goimur. But, and this is an important point, that in order to make a goimur, it has to be that a person was, was in danger. The fact that they were taken out of the danger before it happened, even though that was, that's already really something to thank Hashem for, but it's not it's not of a A goimur was in a person who was in a situation which was dangerous, or was life threatening, and was taken out of that. Just like the person who was sick, and uh, recovered, the person who was in captivity and was redeemed. Whereas a person, and in a case like this, a person who was attacked by a wild animal and uh, nothing happened to him, he survived. Or a person who was in the car accident and also was uh, emerged without an injury. If a person was saved from a dangerous situation, it doesn't gun. And therefore, if a person is crossing the, rock, uh, the street and his car like, screeches to a halt, like inches away from him, that wouldn't gun. There was There's two reasons for that. The first reason is is because he wasn't yet in the situation of sakana. He was prevented from the sakana by the fact of the car stop. But it wasn't that anything had happened to him to put him in sakana. Similarly, um, if a person was in a place where there was where the, the terrorists had intended, let's say, to cause a casualty, but they never got there, for whatever is, and therefore it's true that we know later that they had intended to. Uh, stage a shootout in a certain place or put a bomb in a certain location and Hashem uh, intervened that they weren't able to do that and work or they were caught, whatever the case might have been. And had they been successful then he would have been in a life-threatening situation. But he, the answer is, it never happened. And therefore while a person should thank Hashem for that, a person can't make a go more. a person wasn't yet in a situation where his life was in danger. And uh, they famously tell the story. What, what if a person it took a long time? When, uh, in America, 9/11, in when the Twin Towers collapsed, there were unfortunately a lot of people were There were a lot of people who were saved, and there were those people who were meant to have been in their offices or in the building at the time. And for whatever reason, they weren't. Uh, so the story goes that there was one such uh, individual. He had just come out. Of, he had just left his office and come downstairs and exited the building. And within a number of m- minutes, the plane crashed into the tower and everything collapsed. And he came to Rabbi Shalai Tama Zahizak al Kafisha and he said he had he have to make a goma. Because he was uh, he was he was in his office just a few minutes before, had he still been there, uh, he would have been uh he would have been killed. So had he to make a goma? Sarapesha so said no. Based on this principle. And that is his life never was in danger. Hashem organized things that he was taken out of the danger before it happened. So the man said, but Rebbe, you don't understand uh, I, 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 exactly where the plane hit. I was there a few minutes before. So I said, I do understand. He said, this morning on my way to Shafras, I crossed the road. And a minute later, a car came. Exactly where I was standing, a car went past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, we understand, that doesn't the how to if We cross on the street, and later on, a car comes. We went there at the time. So, of course, that's not, not call the a He said, it's the same thing over here. Even though uh, Hashem orchestrates things, and yeah, a person was taken out of a danger zone. And of course, there's an the Indian to make a sort of to be grateful, whatever it is. But not, you can't say Hagomul on that because he never was in the situation of danger. So he went on a journey which included both the sea voyage and a trip through the desert. And yeah. when he comes back, you make one Hagomul, on well, you can't cover both. When he comes back home? Yeah. That's because. The question is this is an interesting question, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coming up to Beda's money. If a person was in a place where somebody was firing bullets and he didn't get hit, so that's different, because uh, the bullet, like Gemara says, it's, a gear, it's something you can't retract. So it's not, it's not like the bullet can't get stopped once it's been shot. So that's the case. Whatever's in the path of the bullet is, is, is we're going to see that the kilo is going to get hit. Some miraculously, there's a wind, or whatever happened, happened. Uh, that was already together. The bullet was unstoppable. If a car would be in that situation, if the driver's lost control, and the car's hurtling, without uh, and what happens is that, for some reason, there's a stone in the street, so if it hits the stone and flips over before it reaches the person, then yes, he was in the corner because that was uh, something unstoppable. But in the normal case, if someone was driving the car, he stopped. So he might have been a bad drive; he might have stopped just in time, but in the Mesa, that, that means it wasn't just a I want to talk about, and this is a very interesting side of because there's two ways around to approach this. And that is, we spoke about, we fast can have those shitties at hold that uh, even one, something which isn't in the category of one of the four saqonas Fazal mentioned, but if it is considered a saqona, if it is considered a saqona, then a person has to make a hagama. Now the question is, when it comes to Benazman, when I mean, people are looking for activities to do Benazman, I mean, okay, so this is what like for Bakrim and all the people, but when, when it comes to those activities which are potentially dangerous, so is that the high of person to make a hagama? Yeah, I mean, there are all kinds of extreme sports that people try to do. So at what stage can we say that that's something which is a person that can go because he was in a situation of danger? And now what's the question? And this is a, really a mehlukas between the play game, and that is how do we assess a danger? In other words, do we assess a danger by the fact that it could potentially be dangerous, or do we do assess a danger by statistics? And therefore, there are activities, I'll give some examples, which theoretically look like very dangerous activities. If they're going to tell us statistically, uh, it's 1 in 100,000 a dance from it. It's not, you know, it's not as dangerous as it looks. Will that change the factors? Well, then we do say then it's not such a danger. For example, people who want to go bangi-jumping uh, or skydiving or any of these activities, which are <laughs> dangerous activities, The a person jumping off a mountain. So it's hurtling free fall however many hundred feet it is. But they're going to tell you, listen, if it's done properly, no, it's, it's a safe activity. People don't die from it. Uh, at least very very rare or whatever other same thing uh, any kind of rock climbing or whatever it's going to be paragliding whatever these activities are that people get up to so do we look at it like a dangerous activity because if something goes wrong the person's going to die or do you look at it by the statistics and so since the Mesa and uh, most times you know, we don't find that many casualties so then it's not a, it's not it's not as dangerous as it looks uh, that, that's the that's the discussions, between and Zalman they weren't talking about extreme sports. They were talking about other things. But in, in the in the of what's considered sakana, what's considered sakana means by the fact that it is dangerous, by the fact of the minds do we see people um, who get hurt or not? And really, this goes back to Chazal, because we, when Chazal were koveya, that a person uh, who tra- sailed the seas was have to make a goyim. So we're we talking about a situation that there was a high percentage of people who didn't survive sea journeys. You know, shipwakes are common and that's, I guess, it really was dangerous. Or are we even talking about a case where maybe most people did survive because they all decided it's a dangerous place to be. Now this this does discuss tangentially what we discussed the time before, and there is also didn't of air travel. Do we say that air travel is we already discussed this last time, because do we say that it's true that statistically not, not most people who go in the plane come out the plane again? but Therefore, statistically, it's not that dangerous. Or do we say, no, but being in the air in a situation where a person can't survive, anything would go wrong, is, is a makum sakan. And therefore, by extension, the, the same kind of makhlekes is going to apply to these things too. You know, the activities where a, a, it's true it's dangerous if something goes wrong, but it's very rare that anything goes wrong. So is that makhlekesh of a person to make a good? Now, um, the one exception I'm going to say is skydiving, because you already gone up in the plane. That's really, really, just from the fact that it's in the air. But uh, any of these other activities, when a person is like sliding down, coming down a mountain, whatever it's going to be, so then it's in the is that mecha'il ha or not? Yeah. And then if that's the okay, case, so that brings us to our second question. And that is, if we do consider it a shah sakonav, uh, something of sakonav because it's considered dangerous, and there's a motive to do it. Because we have a general rule, a person not allowed to put himself into a sakana. So if you have to say it's, it's not dangerous, People, say, that's not called a sakana. People do it the whole time and no one ever gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, if you could even say people that have going on some of these the amusement park rides, it looks very dangerous. They're going upside down at speed. Right? Or you say, look, no one's ever hurt, no, nothing's ever happened. It's been tested, tested safety tested, and uh, uh, whatever it looks like, the mice and everyone survives. So do we say the same thing? Statistically, it's not a sakana. Or do we say, no, the it, atom is something which is dangerous. And if that's the case, something which is dangerous, then it comes back to the question. It may be that's not just a question of going, more the question is, is the person allowed to do it in the first place? And that brings us to something which is really the early person to discuss. And that is, is it, if a person puts himself into a Shah sakana, is, he, is it the right thing to say the bracha of going afterwards? Or do we say that you bet weren't meant to do that, and you're not meant to put yourself into a Mark sakana, like the Gemara says, a person shouldn't walk under a wall which is shaky, or a person shouldn't walk over a bridge which is unsafe because he's doing the sakana himself. And if he survives, so Hashem was going to take it off his shoulders in the And therefore, to say, Hashem, thank you so much for saving my life. For well, listen. maybe, maybe we shouldn't be saying Haggaimul for that. You put yourself in this You're going to pay for that. Yeah, now, the obvious question today is: So then, why is it to cross the sea? No. Fly, right. fly, and play. Once we said there's Haggaimul on crossing the sea, so that was done by choice. So here we go back to what we said before, and that is, it's something which is considered there's a reason for, uh, for or whatever it's meant to be. And therefore, it's, there, there, there would be a gather of what's a normal thing to do, and therefore, we don't look at that as a person endangering themselves. We have the rule of and Hashem, Hashem, and therefore, since it's a normal thing for people to do in the course of normal uh, life, so to speak, in the course of all the normal activities, that's not considered making a for a person to put himself into sakana. Whereas doing something which isn't a normal thing that people need to do. People might need to go on planes because they need to travel for whatever reason it is. People don't necessarily have to go paragliding. And therefore, if that's the case, then maybe the, the concept of, of that a person has, a, so to speak, a dispensation, a hata, to uh, put himself into a maqam sakana so kind of doesn't apply. And if that's the case, then maybe it's the wrong thing to do. And if it's the wrong thing to do, then maybe it's, it doesn't deserve a kill you, even if Hashem saved him, but it doesn't need a brachan. Now, a similar example would be... So Is it something that's normally done? Right? right. Then we have then Hashem, Hashem. A person not endangering himself by doing what people normally do in the context of uh, what they need to do in you know, a normal life, normal activities that people need to do. the Rob spoke last week the in the three weeks Right. I mean, now this is very, really again, people go hiking in Africa when in places where they're wild animals. Hey, yeah, you can go and have hikes in the safari. Uh, you might meet up with a pride of lions or, or rhinoceros, whatever it's going to be, you might not, but is that considered being a second yourself? We just saw being, in contact with wild animals is a second. It's not something that people need to do. It could be once upon a time, if they wanted to go anywhere, they had to you know, walk by foot, and they would meet wild animals as a danger, which they couldn't help. But today, it's, it's completely arbitrary. No one needs to uh, you know, wander in nature trails in places which are wild, where are wild animals or loose. So that would be the same shayna. And that is then, a person that can go after surviving something which wasn't necessary in to himself. Now, where this halacha comes up, and this is very interesting, very interesting, and that is, uh, one of the examples of a sakana we spoke about was surgery. Most times surgery is in the category of a person doesn't have a choice. Most people don't necessarily want to go through surgeries and it's only because they need to. So no one's asking them like, do you want to put yourself into succour? But the question is asked by cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery which isn't necessary and a person because they want to look nice or whatever way it's going to be, so they want to put themselves into the situation where they have to be operated on. Is that the same Shaila? Is the person putting himself into a sakana for nothing, and then it does the same thing? If a person then recovers from cosmetic surgery, does the do need to make a goma? And here also it goes into the category of what we said before, which means is it something which is considered a sakana, or do you look at the statistics of how dangerous it is? Because statistically it's not very dangerous, the fact that a person is being opened up, or the fact that a person is like in the, the general anesthetic, might be considered a matter of sakana regardless. One last point I don't want to talk about. You what know, so is the rafsan? It's more like the bicycle. There's one sort of bizarre kind a person. <laughs> <laughs> <needs> <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah. because all these of things. <laughs> <laughs> all these things. It's the same thing. As if you're going with the shita, which in most cases have shalom and and that is a sakan is judged by the statistics, how dangerous it is. And then in these cases, which even if they look like dangerous activities, but we see that they're safe because no one gets hurt. So then uh, that wouldn't be considered a shay sakan. Like I said, other person can argue with that. It's not such a. And there's uh, enough communal also regarding the Bech Sedem, or everyone says that you make a. a that's the that's question. If a person can make a. Now, one last point I just want to mention before we go on to the next side, and that is that the Nusach of the Brach of Agomel is Agomel le Chayavim. Hashem is Agomel like that for those who are Chayav, good things. Why uh, do you call that so Chayavim? Why do you call that so Chayavim? Which is why I'm just saying how going in or whatever it's going to be. Why are we incriminating ourselves? So here there's a side which we actually learned this week in, in one of the other shirim, but it's an important point, and that is, even if a person's in a situation where they were in danger and they were saved, so they can focus on the fact that Baruch Hashem was saved, but there's also the fact that but we'll Baruch Hashem put me in the danger. Especially if you're talking about a case where it wasn't that he put himself in a danger, he was put into a dangerous situation. So if, I, if nothing was meant to happen to me, so then Baruch Hashem I was saved. But the is that uh, I, obviously I was put in a situation of Sakana. And if that's the case, the person's meant to think, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And maybe the fact that I was in the Sakana was a warning to me that be careful, you're doing something wrong, that's why your life was at risk. And Hashem was kind enough to save me. And we see a present of this in the Gemara the Gemara talks to one of them Arayim, who was climbing the of a ladder and one of the rungs of the ladder snapped and he nearly fell he managed to catch himself but he nearly fell because the rung broke and he thought he said why am I khayif skilah if Hashem broke a rung and I nearly fell I would have, I could have killed myself and hit in the ground so I was being shot I'm I skilah Hashem saved me and that was the thought process not just for Hashem that we can make a go but it's the step before that and that is if the Sakana happened can you read there was something that I was being shot and that's how we say Khayabim. That if we were given the situation, that we were put in the situation that our life was the risk, that we were in danger, so there is a reason for that. And we, think, we say thank you, Hashem, even if on one hand we considered khayyabim, we considered responsible, uh, but you still did service for us. You still saved us, then that's what we're thanking so you. I'm just. i should not. If a person goes on a boat or he goes on air travel, then he shouldn't say, I go by the so that, so that would be one of the reasons why we said if a person puts himself into the dangerous situation at this said like we said already, that's not like this. The, the, the menages I guess, yes, it. Definitely the things that uh, Chazal will for us. Um, one last point, and it's just the diktik in the bracha. There are people who make a mistake, and they say, And we discuss this the number of foyskin. A person says the bracha gets not yotze. That's not what the bracha means. The bracha is meant to be, Hashem is Gomel for people who are chayiv, Tovus. Hashem does good things for those people who are chayiv. And the great grammar of that in Hebrew is Hagomel la Chayavim Tavis. Hashem does for the Chayavim good things, which are Tavis. Whereas if a person says Hagomel la Chayavim he says Hashem does things for the Chayavim who good. And that's not, that person doesn't, what, what, what does Hashem do for the Chayavim who good? Because that's like a bit of a stereo. The Chayavim aren't good. And therefore, the Chard would be not the Medved Chazal meant, a so person would have to repeat the Brach. Okay, that's just to finish uh, what we spoke about last on the Brach of Hagomel. There's one short uh, halacha which I want to discussed in a few minutes, and that is, there's a din of, uh, which is brought also in the same Gemara in, in Brakha, just after talks about HaGomel, the Gemara talks about that if a person has a bad dream, what should he do? The din of uh, the din that if a person has a bad dream, so what's he meant to do about it? So it's interesting that this which is really a Gemara in, in more than one place, but it's discussed in three different places in the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, the first place that Shulchan Aruch talks about it is, he says, that's the of which means finding three people, and to tell them that I had a good dream, and they're going to repeat back all the psukim that, that you had a good dream and the dream is good, and will be to you and everything is um everything will be okay. And uh, the Gemara says, in the three psukkim of pijan and three of Taib, and three psaukim of shalom, and uh, the three people they say all of these three psukim three times, and that so to speak redeems it from being a bad dream. So that's what do you do to redeem it? Three people have to say that the three psukim of Sholem, of pigeon and of Taiva three times, and that's the, way to, that's the way to, so to speak, fix the effect of a bad dream. That's the one. The second thing the Gemara says, which is brought in a different similar in Shilohan is that by Ka'nim, a person should stand in front of the Ka'nim and say, the nusach which is made out of the Gemara, which is printed in all the Sidurim, Ibn Shalim, I had a dream, I don't know if it's not good or it's not good, and uh, he writes that if it's not good you should make it good like the dreams of Hashem was and 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 the water of Mara and change the clothes of Biram from Khadra, saying change all my dreams of Tab. And that's we have in the city exactly the of the Gemara. And then a person should say that is That's the second thing the Gemara says. The third thing the Gemara says is that a person should fast. It was called a Tiny Shalai. And the Gemara goes so far as to say that even though normally was not allowed to fast on the Yam before Far Shabbos but when it comes to Tainas Chalayim, the person that are to fast even only on the first hours. Okay. So let's try to make some of these three. When does a dream need a fast? When does a dream need Tataas Chalayim by three people? And when does a dream need, uh, so to speak, uh, the, the Nus'aq of Birka's And at the same time, maybe we have a minute, we'll also talk about what's going to do with Birka's Why does Birka's Khaunim necessarily have anything to do with dreams? Okay, so the understanding, basically, is coming from the Torah's high uh, information, Achron. He explains this when he talks about the Suge, in Brach and the Shabbos, and he says like this. He says, the reason that people are worried about dreams, especially in the time of the Gemara, and even more than in the time of the Torah, is because they understood that when a person is asleep, his uh, neshama, is, or, so to speak, can access information which he can't do in his wakeful state. Torah's yes. yeah. And therefore, he says that a person who sees something in a dream... And therefore, when a person sees something in a dream, it may be this is something that the Sham is aware of which he's not aware of himself. And that's the case, and maybe it's something that he's worried about because if you see something happening to him, so he's worried that maybe this is like a forewarning of what's meant to happen, which is why a person would be scared of the dream. And it's not that this person is a bad dream and is upset about it, but rather this would be a sign of something to come. And we see throughout Tanakh that even the non-Jewish kings, such as Chadetz or Paro, whoever it was, their dreams, they thought the dream was telling them something, what's going to happen based on the same principle, that maybe a dream is a harbinger of what's going to be, and therefore if something bad happens in a dream, the person's worried maybe this is a message of what's going to happen. Now, if that's don't the case... Really, don't really dream about what you thought about Now, the if that's the case, so then we have to rule out four kinds of dreams, which the post will talk about, and that is things which we're going to therefore say are nothing to do with what a person's neshama might have been privy to or made aware of, but things that are coming from his uh, subconscious, which is working about... I thought during the day. So the first one is the Gemara itself. It's something a person thought about in the day, and that's what he dreams about at night. So then it has no significance whatsoever. His mind's just playing back things he thought about during the day. So then, not for good, not for bad. There's some good there's some bad dreams. So that's meaningless. That's not coming from his neshama. That's coming from his uh, from his memory, basically, about things about in the day. The other very interesting thing is brought in the Hashulchan. This the Gemara doesn't say. what says, and that is if a person who went to sleep after a heavy meal. His dreams also don't mean anything. And the reason he says for that is because when a person sleeps after a heavy meal, can read affects uh, what he thinks about. And therefore, whatever vivid thought comes to him is really a product of his mind, as opposed to something okay, to of Right, exactly. Like the effect of the food on his mind K'nirai brings uh, a very strong, or very clear dreams to that person. That's the second one. The third one, which is slightly in the back, is that uh, this, uh, this is a silly case. One of the dreams which are considered a bad dream is a person dreams that his teeth fell out. Teeth fell out. Yeah, the Gemara says that's considered a bad dream. Mm-hmm. That a person that his teeth fell out, that's the person say it's only if he doesn't have toothache. If if there is a reason why he'd be thinking about that, why that's what he occurred to him in his sleep, then of course it's not a, a dream of significance. That's a dream which is based on. Which is based on the circumstances which caused the dream. Uh, what what did you symbolize that? That's Dafka, Tim. Thib- what did the Gemara say? Yeah. The Gemara says that uh, it's a sim and there's children that going to that's a scary dream, obviously. The yeah, a sort of head and on, on that,
1: yeah.
0: well, whatever it is. But uh, the Nakudah is that that's only if there would be no other factor why that would be something a person would think about. And therefore, if there would be one of the other factors, then one doesn't have to worry about a dream at all. The Gemara also says that uh, there isn't a dream without one pain. In other words, no dream is completely accurate and therefore uh, if a person feels that uh, those that uh, some things about the dream weren't necessarily were bad but it might not necessarily be a problem and therefore the first factor is that uh, besides for the cases where one doesn't have to worry about the dream is that a person's worried about it. A person isn't clear to do something about a dream if he's not concerned. He thinks, something, something or something I'm worried about anyway, or I'm sure it's not meaningful, there's, there's dreams which don't have significance, and then he doesn't have to do anything. It's only, and every time, the, when the halacha talks about it, there's a ray of and he's scared about the chalaim. And he's worried about the chalaim, then he can try and take steps to ameliorate, to fix the chalaim. But if he's not worried about it, that's okay. Just, he doesn't do any of these things. And that's when it comes to fasting on Shabbos, for example, for a dream, it's brought its only mutter to fast, and Shabbos for a dream if a person will feel better by fasting he's very scared of the dream he would feel it better by having fasted And now, than Shabbos that I'll have, so to speak, negated whatever negative there it was and therefore it's a tiny thing to fast in Shabbos because he's too scared to eat like crying Right. whereas if a person doesn't feel like that, on the contrary, he's fine he doesn't worry about his dream and he wants to eat on Shabbos then it's also for him to fast. The Hatsi is only the case where there will be an only prayer. now so if a person is worried about any dream so you can do a Tavat it, it doesn't cost anything. Find three, three friends and say the Nusach. And why does the fact that three people tell you it's a good dream make a difference? Because this is the principle that we have in the Gemara, and that is that the Gemara says a dream goes after its interpretation. And therefore, if three people interpreting it to you that this is a good dream, okay, so they've interpreted it, it's a good dream. They don't have to actually know what the dream is and, and teach it in a way which is good. It's not going to tell a dream doesn't, and say, oh, that's what it means. It doesn't make a difference. They're telling you it's a good dream. Three people is like a basis, they tell you three times it's a good dream. And you can run out of it. That's for a normal case where a person's like say worried about a dream, that's an easy answer. If it's, now the, de- the idea of, of of saying the Nusach by the Brikas Konim is because Brikas Khanim is the one bracha we have midraisa. And if that's the case, if a person felt that the dream was some sense of what's going to happen to him bad, say he wants the bracha. And the fact that he's now giving the bracha with the Konim of varakan. Hashem should look after you, Hashem should bless you, Hashem should be good to you. So then I, a, I need that bracha, I feel something bad is going to happen to me, I want the bracha. And therefore the idea of, of mentioning the dream, B'Sha'ah's Birchus Khanim, is that that should fix up the the dream. Now, in Eretz Yisrael, that Birchus Khanim every day, there's no Indian to say the year after every day. It's if a person does have a bad dream, so then it should say it. If a person didn't have any dreams, or didn't remember his dreams, he doesn't need to say it. In Chutzlaretz, if you can, they may not say it the because since it's only Berakos Kaniyim on Yom Tov. So the assumption is from one Yom Tov to the next, people probably did have a bad dream, and therefore we don't need the option too often. So this, when it comes on Yom Tov, happen right now, which is why a lot of places in the minhag is on Yom Tov to do Berakos Kaniyim, they're before every, like for your Recha, Yichanecha, you just have them so every time so that people can say the Hiratim. Whereas in Israel, the they don't stop by the first two even on Yom Tov because you're not expecting everybody to say the Hiratim when they need to say it, will say it. You and say the reason they... The, and therefore, if a person is in a place where they... like in Israel, that they want to say the Yerat and the coin is not stopping to sing for them. So say it they say Say it once or three times. Oh, you talk about that. So it should be enough to say it once. Comes on the Vilna go and he says yeah, not... Are you allowed to do that? You're allowed to talk when you're doing the, the Bechah's coin. Kind of, that's the problem. When the Quran goes up to the Alman. So it's better to when they say the bracha at the beginning. Barakha to Hashem, their Barakha. That's when... The, you before they start Yubarachah, the it's better, and if they're making the bracha on the British economy, that's when the person should say the United You're not going to be finished by when they start Yubarachah, right? yeah, so it's longer than the bracha. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're not finished until they finish when it is, right? afterwards you can finish off whatever it is, but it's, uh, that's uh, the fee me. I said once, it comes on the Vilna Ga'an, and the Vilna Ga'an says, "Not just like when you have Hatavas Hadam, so the three people that you've corralled to, for you have to say it three times. It's a good room, it's a good room, it's a good room. You also have to say it three times. And if that's the case, the have only gone to say that at the end of every bracha, um, they meant to say the Yeratin. Now, the footstar that works, because if they're stopping to sing at the end of the time, so I can say it three times. Mm-hmm. And if it's Israel, it doesn't work. But Koshi times so it once, definitely not three times. And when do you say it? So then, if that's the case, if the person wanted to say it here, they would have to start by the time start their bracha. And then after the current during the Simshalam, when the Khazan finishes the Simshalam, to finish at the end of the Simshalam. So he just starts, he says like three words. I hopefully for more than that. three uh, And then after he carries on until okay. the end of the Right. That keeps you out of the okay. Yudra, the first one. Now, what's interesting is, the first the first one. Now, what's interesting is, the first one, the first one, the second one, the first one, the The only reason they did it the first day is because it's been a few months since the last time we did the first if that's the case, Mishtamah, ever had a dream in that amount of time, so we need to do it everybody. But on second day Tov, it's only one day, everyone did it yesterday. So why are we doing the whole lengthy Because it's kind of in the Three. Every bracha. No, but at the end, and he's right. At the Vilna right. mm-hmm. God doesn't hold it. The Vilna God says, he says the same thing, he asks all three times. Oh, so yeah, but so it's so not in the fellowship. It's the Vilna God. If you don't hold the Vilna you're going to mm-hmm. say it once. So that's what we sure. the second day after, to say, yeah. <laughs> 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 So there are others to say because sometimes it falls on Shabbos. And on Shabbos, one can't say Hiroxen it because it's a Bakash and Shabbos, so therefore, uh, we connect it that We have a second day to make it the first day. And that's why once we can connect it the first day, it it's the second day as well. But then, if a person did it yesterday and he hasn't had a bad dream last night, there's no point doing it again. It, it's, it's The Hiroxen is there when there's a need to say. Say it's time, one doesn't need to. Okay, so that's as far as, as, as uh, saying the Yeratsan by the, Birgis, by the Now, when it comes to fasting for a bad dream, so there were those persons that said today if a person doesn't need to fast, most dreams anyway aren't significant. If he's really worried he should give someone to tzedakah, and that's the end of the story. But if a person really is scared and they do want to fast, so the Shilch aruch brings that there are only three categories of dreams that a person should fast for. He said, other dreams might be bad dreams, a person thinks that he... I don't know whatever happened to him. That doesn't warrant fasting and Shabbos. The three dreams which the Shachmarach brings are reasons to fast on Shabbos, because these are meant to be significant of something bad, and it also has a in the Gemara. The one is, we mentioned previously, if a person dreams that uh, his teeth fell out, his teeth fell out. Um, the other one is a person saw a sephtariya either falling on the ground or getting burnt, which we understand obviously isn't a good symbol. And the last one is a person sees in the middle of he sees it's like in the middle of Ne'elah, obviously, when it's not Yom Kippur. But uh, that's also meant to be that Ne'elah is a Gzardin, and this is when So the person thinks Ne'elah during the year and he wasn't thinking about Yom Kippur during the day, maybe it's a sign of Gzardin. And therefore, for the, the, those are the three examples that Shochanarach gives that a person should fast even on Shabbos. Now, once again, uh, it's only if a person's worried about it. If a person's not worried about it, then the Khoyu to fast, and Shabbos even ask And then, even besides that, if it's going to be a Hashem that someone is not going to be able to learn the whole day, because he's fasting, whatever it is. So here again, the person will ad- advise, rather give the money to the Stalker, and don't, don't minimize the other malachas that the person is meant to be doing, just to fast. But, dreams like that would be something which if a person wanted to fast, they would be ahead to to fast. Why can mm-hmm. they just wait for? So this is just the fast on Shabbos. Fine. The first on the week, okay. Anytime you feel good. There you go. There's a motive but then again, it's only for a person who feels yeah. that it's helping something. It mostly speaks about dreaming about somebody. So, so like that's no, a so good question. The Nusakh no- of Niratan is, and uh, therefore, whether I learned it myself, I dreamed about somebody else, or maybe someone else dreamed about me. And that's one of the answers that they asked answers well, the question like before. And then the reason for are secondary is because maybe someone else learned about me last night. Um, which I guess you can say every day in Israel because always someone might be dreaming about you. But the question is, in a case like that, we, we've mentioned both nusachs. but let's say uh, Reuben had a dream that Shimon's teeth fell out. So he goes to Shimon and says, Shimon, is feeling okay. He says, yeah, why do so I dream about your teeth fell out? And now, well, it's a bad dream. Now, who's meant to fast, Ruben or Shimon? So the person can talk about this. And that is, is it the person who the dream was about? That because now that's maybe a bad sign about him, <coughs> even though he wasn't the one who was given that. Or maybe Ruben's the one who's meant to fast. If he was the one who knew about it, then maybe he's the one who's meant to do something about it. I was did I shouldn't bring it to him. So the police can talk about it. They do say there's no they to go and tell somebody who had a bad dream about it. Why make him scared for nothing? But uh, why if why he would him? find out about it for whatever reason, so then there would be this is the mistake in the post can, you know, who, who's the one who's meant to take care of it now? Why for nothing? Yeah. Actually, the why yes. Hashem reveal to him, not that he should... ...discussion about that? Either way around, like I said, the side is that, it's only that now there's one more point to talk about, and that is what makes a dream, like Murray says, more, more likely to be a real dream. Is that a person, when he wakes up, he remembers the dream clearly. Number two, he it's just it's near the morning. Not at the, at the beginning of the night, it's at the end of the night. The said the reason for that is, is as, far as we said before, and that is it's, what a person thinks about in the beginning of the night is more likely to be as a result of what he's thinking about during the day or what he ate, whatever the case might be. Whereas it's at the end of the night, just before he wakes up, then it's more likely not to be based on what he was thinking about beforehand. So as a second sign, the like Gemara says that a dream is more likely to be you know a real what dream. How do you know? Well, he wakes up and he says it's the morning. You always wake up and he says it's the morning. No, you unless you're from been, the dream. He okay. wakes up from the dream and he says it's the morning already. I mean, doesn't it always feel like, I mean, with me at least, that dream, and it feels like I'm sleeping for a minute and, as of the, whole night. and the dream was, I don't know it was. No, so if you know, you know it was you woke up from the dreams, so you now you know when, when it was. How oh, many from the dream? Right. And the third thing that like Gemara says, and this is an interesting one, that a person uh, dreams that he's dreaming. And as most often a person, when he's dreaming, thinks this is what's going on. Whereas here, if a person in his dream is dreaming about something, so that's much more clear that it's not just uh, what what he's thinking about, but rather it's something being told to him in the dream, and therefore, even in his dream, it comes to him the fact that I'm dreaming. They say it's in pirate. are sleeping. I dreamed that I was dreaming, and in my dream I saw this. That's like if a person's dreams that he's dreaming, that's already more of a sign that this is something which is meant to be shown as a dream rather than just a rehash or recapitulation of what he thought about during the day. What's the best option right. to do? I the, the strongest option is to fast. So that's fast. only if the person really is really scared of that. Yes. Right, that's uh, the strongest. If it doesn't, the person doesn't want to fast or he doesn't think it's uh, of the right thing to fast, whatever the reason is, so that's one of the other two. to you know, it's show we have the option of both. So use the coin. Of course, there are some don't have the coin all the whole time, so if you're on a Tavaskhala. People ask, it comes out, I had a bad dream. So we go with the eight, so I'll We have a Nissa, I just can't three people, say so it takes five minutes and it's done. If he's just, i ah, really scared, really scared, he comes, I want to fast, I like, guess a different story. We, we will never recommend someone to do fast. If he's like a scare, it's so, okay. So there's a Nissa, what to say? Find three friends and say. Four biggest cones. Right. Behus yeah. called what you think only works if you say the he right.